Swamiji, what kind, kinds of expectations should we hold in regards to life? How should we approach life? Well, the way we approach it, you, this is something that many people don't realize. Just as electricity going through a wire generates a magnetic field. So everything is made of energy. Everything is consciousness through energy to matter. And every time you send out a thought, especially with willpower, then that generates a magnetic field. So that if you hold cynical um, expectations, doubtful expectations, these become blocks. Any good that might come to you through your karma will be blocked by that. I know that I, may, I encountered a very interesting old manuscript in India. It's 5,000 years old. And it was written in a time that was a higher age. This is going a little bit abstrusely. It was an age when people demolished the delusion of time. They live more on a mental level. This is all taking into account a teaching that I'd love to explain sometime, but I can't do it right at the moment. Anyway, this was a book of prophecy of many people whose lives hadn't yet occurred at that time. And I found my life there. And uh, what was the question again? Expectations <laughs> of life. I, uh, I've worked very hard in my life, but it said that because of doubts in past lives, and I know my guru said to me that uh, you were eaten up with doubts in the past. I don't have those doubts in this life. It's one thing that's made me a good teacher that any doubt that anybody could have, I could anticipate. <laughs> but at the same time, the fact that I had those doubts has set up um, impediments. And he said that now those impediments finally are overcome mm. and everything will come to you easily now. I've been absolutely astounded in the two years since then how many things have just fallen into my lap. I don't ask for them, I don't look for them. But people who are prominent in the field will invite me to help do a whole new line of endeavor, TV shows, mm -hmm. movies, etc. This is because of my doubts. You must hold positive expectations because they develop a magnetism that will draw to you. So never, they never have failure consciousness. You will attract failure. Have success consciousness. Even though you've failed a million times, say, I still can succeed. I know I can succeed at last. And you will find that in the end you will succeed. So in order to have that positive expectation, what do you recommend? Are affirmations useful? Affirmations are very helpful. Yogananda wrote a book called Scientific Healy Affirmations. And uh, I used to recite those daily. I found them very helpful. I found them very helpful. But to have the thought that I am everything that I want to achieve. I said in the last program about learning languages, if you, if you have that right expectation and a strong affirmation, then that knowledge is drawn to you. And uh, 
whatever you try, if you expect success, if you expect kindness, I, I just read a story about somebody who was going, he, he tended to be a, a sort of a belligerent person himself. And he was going to his home in San Francisco and there was a black man there and uh, another um, foreigner, I forget what nationality, another foreign kind of, I think he looked Mexican maybe. Anyway, they both had, one of them had a big iron pipe and he was just ready to hit him. And this man suddenly had a change of consciousness and he just smiled at these people and thought of them as his friends, greeted them as friends. The man lowered his pipe, both of them became friendly, they greeted him and let him pass. It was ready, ready to be a life and death confrontation. And by that change of expectation, suddenly everything changed. So if you can have an attitude of love, of kindness, of cheerful expectations. I know one time, many years ago, my parents had invited me to France where they were living. My father was the, uh, the manager of an exploration thing there for oil in France. And uh, the man in front of me at the Pan Am desk had, was overweight and he was, the man wanted him to pay more, the clerk at the desk. And he got very outraged and he wanted the manager to come and complain, yes, I'll never fly Pan Am again, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I, I was afraid because I had much more than he did. I had a harmonium and <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And I said, well, Divine Mother, I think of God as Divine Mother. Divine Mother, help me out here. And I came to the desk, smiled at the man like a friend, and maybe he was just sick of fighting, I don't know. But he looked at me, he said, oh, what's it, what do we got here? Okay, passed it all through, no problem. But you will find again and again that if your expectations are positive, the results will be much more likely to be positive. Ultimately, it depends on karma too. But uh, you can change karma, you can offset bad karma by a positive attitude too. Swamiji, it seems that thoughts are very tangible, really. Thoughts are things. Thoughts are things. Thoughts are things. That's an important point to remember. So it's very important, the thought process that we allow ourselves to have. Never let yourself fall into negative thoughts. Never let yourself feel the world is being unfair to me. Never be a protester. Just always try to help in a positive way. And can you give our listeners a definition of affirmations, how to use them? Well, never say, never say a negative affirmation, I am not ill. <laughs> because the, strong, the thought in your mind at that point will not be not but ill. So if you say I'm not ill, the lingering thought will be I'm ill. But say I'm well. I am rich, I am happy, I'm successful. Make it a positive affirmation. And then I have found also that if you say an affirmation at night just before you go to sleep, you can carry it into your subconscious. And when you wake up in the morning, the subconscious is still somewhat open 
make your affirmation then. That's why they say that if somebody's grumpy, he must have gotten up on the wrong side of bed. <laughs> the idea is the way you wake up, the attitude with which you wake up, may influence your entire day. So wake up with a positive affirmation. Wake up with the thought, oh my God, not another day. <laughs> Just say it joyfully, another opportunity. Swami, um, our expectations should be positive. What, a, what about when they don't correspond to reality? What about when life deals us some, something unexpected or something seemingly negative? How to approach... There's no such thing as good or bad. There's only thinking that makes it so. There's positive expectations. It's the way you interpret them. And uh, of course, if you've lost everything suddenly overnight in a stock market crash, that seems bad. It need not be bad. It may be, as the story I told recently, it may be an opportunity to learn to place your faith and your wealth, not just in money, but in human relations, for example, in kindness and spiritual values and so on. So never take anything as bad in itself. There's nothing good or bad except as we so define it. So if I'm trying to achieve something but struggling in the effort to do so, I w I'm, it's still a good idea to hold a positive expectation even in the face of difficulty. I'm just wondering at what point do you... I, I, it's a subtle point, you know, it's in a tit-for-tat kind of question and answer thing. It's a difficult thing to give one pat answer. For example, sometimes Obstacles mean that's not the way you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. You can take that as guidance. But uh, if inwardly you feel it's the right thing, for example, I had to earn the money to start Ananda Community, the first Ananda Community. And uh, I, didn't have a well I didn't have wealthy donors. I didn't have any money of my own. I had to go out and earn it. And uh, I must admit, I was sort of upset with Divine Mother sometimes that uh, she made me work so hard. There were many obstacles to it, and uh, people walking off the job, carpenters, foremen, and so on. Um, I don't know, I don't need to enumerate all the problems that I had, but there were many people who said, isn't this a sign that you're supposed to give up? And yet I knew I had to go on. That knowledge inside made it absolutely essential that I keep going. So how do you know? Well, in this case, I felt it deeply in my heart. I felt also a deep wish to do my guru's will. He had said that he wanted such communities, and I felt that I, I was the only person who could fulfill that virtual command. So that was part of my reasoning. But for everybody in the world, how can they know? I think that, that uh, you can go by your inner feeling, consult your heart. If the heart tells you, this is what I must do, then follow it no matter what. Because reason can, be, can vacillate. 
But if the heart, again, however, the heart too can be a problem. Emotions can get in the way and they can disturb, they can distort the picture. But when your feelings are calm and there are certain convictions that we have, for example, I know that I exist. You can't persuade me that I don't exist. Descartes said, I know, I think, therefore I am. That's not enough. I am, therefore I think would be truer. I know that I exist and there are certain things that I know I have to do. And it isn't reason, it isn't society or other people's opinions. It's a deep knowledge. When I have that level of knowledge, then I can be sure that, that no matter what the obstacle, I have to do it. And if, even if it's not the best, best goal, Nevertheless, it may be something that I have to fulfill. And so don't let anything discourage you.